0: Welcome back, everybody, to a special episode of Green Thumbprint. This is Keith, and I'm joined by a special guest. Hello. Hi, Keith. Uh, This is Zach Zach Youngerman. Indeed, Zach Youngerman. And, uh, Zach, where are you coming to us from?
1: Uh, Toronto, Ontario.
0: All the way across the border, across time zones in Canada. I'm here in San Francisco, California, so... This is a first here. We are um, crossing international boundaries for a podcast. Thank you for being a yeah. part of this, you know, breaking new ground.
1: Absolutely. Happy to be here.
0: So, uh, Zach, you know, those who greatly enjoy your insight and your work, where, where else can they find
1: you on, on the Internet? Um, I do have a Twitter handle, which is at Younger Pants. You can follow me there
0: awesome which we all shall um and so you and i know each other uh from graduate school we were both in the same department of urban studies and planning yeah and in particular we got to know each other from a class on landscape design stormwater and the way it can be integrated um basically in looking into the techniques of what's called green stormwater infrastructure or low impact development. There's a mm-hmm. number of terms for this, uh, best management practices for stormwater management. But um, we both realized this was a shared enthusiasm of ours. And so we thought we'd uh, talk about it today.
1: Yeah, great. Great to to get into it.
0: Um, so just to sort of give some background in case folks are not familiar with green stormwater infrastructure, it's essentially a way to handle rainwater that falls um, in a integrated system that doesn't involve gray infrastructure like piping and culverts and um, heavy industrial um, infrastructure is instead it's using more often ecological elements um, and these can include things like bioswales, like tree bins and planters, um, vegetated strips, bioretention areas um, to essentially help bring stormwater into the ground and instead of having it run off or run into storm drains. Right. Um, And we've actually talked about this a little bit on the blog of Green Thumbprint. Um, One of my favorite methods of stormwater management is uh, actually green rooftops. Um, We're not going to get into that today. Um, I'll tease that for a later episode. But there is a whole article called Ode to Green Roofs on our blog. So, please check Very that good
1: out
0: our green thumbprint.blogspot.com um, to answer any of your initial questions about green roofs. So, that's one of my enthusiasms in the world of low impact development. Uh, Zach, would you mind sharing
1: one of your enthusiasms? Sure. Um, I, I guess the. Um, practice or measure about which I am most passionate uh, are rain gardens, um, which are not so different in some ways from green roofs. Um, Like green roofs, uh, they rely on uh, a layered system. Um, But whereas green roofs would be uh, a little bit more technical, uh, rain garden um, is an excavation, let's say three or four feet and uh, a replacement of soils uh, with very um, large gravel um, at the bottom of a rain garden that can store a large volume of water. And then at the top, a mix of sand and uh, organic material compost um, that plant roots uh, would love to live in. Um, I guess the other the other features of a, a rain garden and why I like them so much is that on the, on the surface, um, in a lot of ways, it, it is just a garden. Um, and you don't know that so much has gone on beneath the surface. Right. Um, so it's, it's this, um, uh, both reveal and, and hide, which is characteristic of, um, green infrastructure. You know, it sort of takes what was once uh, sort of piped and buried um, and makes it something beautiful to look at and and something that uh, invites attention.
0: And so there's a lot going on underground and beyond what we can see with a rain garden. It's not so simple as just planting different plants as you're describing it. Would require an excavation. It can get kind of involved. It might involve um, being planned out. You know, kind of before you approach a site, you might want to do it as you're beginning to, you know, redesign an entire landscape or something, um, because it it can be quite um, elaborate, and you know, it's we've we've both witnessed some pretty effective but comprehensive rain gardens that, um, were quite massive. Mm-hmm. Um, are there, are there other features that would be different on the surface? So like a sleuth such as yourself, uh, a rain garden connoisseur, let's say you're walking along and there is in fact a rain garden amidst other types of landscapes and in other houses. What would be, you know, like, clues or cues that that this garden is actually a rain garden instead of just another
1: planting of plants. sure um well a rain garden is also uh, a depression or it's um something that stops the flow of water from a rooftop or or surfaces to storm drain or a water course um and so it tends to be Um, either sloped from the sides down uh, a couple feet or in urban settings um, it really is uh, like say a street side um, garden that's lower than the grade of the street or the sidewalk Mm -hmm. Um, and that uh, depression allows the temporary storage of water um, but you can have say, uh, a foot or more of water in the rain garden um, Mm. for as long as a a day or two, letting the water soak down um, through the the layers.
0: Does that affect the plants that can be uh, put into a rain garden if they're going to be sitting in water?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. There's um, some consideration for plants having to uh, be and enjoy being wet for uh, a couple hours or maybe as much as a day or two. And then also thinking about what are the plants that are sitting at the very bottom that are going to be wet the longest and then plants sort of further up the side that will be uh, wet just temporarily. Yeah. Um, and that also probably won't be uh, irrigated um during uh periods of sunshine nice so
0: we've kind of gotten into the overall main concept and drive behind these implementations and again there's a number of really fascinating um stormwater best practices or low impact development tools um we haven't gotten into all of them you know there's vertical gardens that you can plant alongside of a wall. All of these, as we're saying, are to help slow the flow of stormwater into the drain and existing system in order to um, prevent that from overwhelming um, a city's existing stormwater system. Um, so right. rain gardens are clearly doing that by, by slowing that water from entering or preventing some water from ever getting into that stormwater system. Um, what other potential benefits would a rain garden have? Just if you're trying to make some maybe pitch, uh, to a person who's skeptical about installing it in their
1: community. Yeah. Um, well, a rain garden potentially can do a, a lot of things, um, like other gardens, um, they can be beautiful to look at. They they can have flowers that um, blossom at different times of year. Right, never um, discount
0: the benefits of biophilia.
1: Yes, yes, precisely. Um, and uh, beyond that, there are ways in which uh, the gardens can be beneficial to uh, insects and other organisms that uh, might not have a lot of habitat in urban settings um depending on how big it is um trees can provide uh great shade in the summertime and if they're uh deciduous still let uh sunlight through in the winter mm-hmm. um there's a, a lot that can be done um rain gardens and and plants generally also act as uh a natural sort of cooling and um Local climate management system. How do they cool the area around them? Um, like uh, like other organisms, they manage the the temperature by um, releasing water vapor. So we breathe, um, and they uh, transpire through the leaves. Um, so on uh, on a, a hot day. The plants are um, uh, particularly taking in water through their roots and then releasing it as water vapor um, off of all of their leaves. Uh, And a large tree can uh, produce a a really large cooling effect through that.
0: That sounds like just one more reason to have more plants in the atmosphere in general, but also... Mm -hmm. Um yes, a great way of of countering something like a really bleak flat, hot piece of blacktop pavement or um sidewalk uh that yeah, maybe warming up uh a neighborhood more than uh than on average
1: yeah, and on uh i'll add one more piece, thinking in an urban setting. Um, is that trees uh, and large plants will actually filter out some of the particulates or dust in the air um, and just by being a a physical barrier. um, So that helps clean the air. Right, so trees can act
0: as air scrubbers or filters for particulates in, in the air Um, what about any kind of pollutants or particulates in water? Because if you're in an urban environment, you're probably having, um, storm water running down sidewalks or especially through car parks or, um, Mm -hmm. coming off your roof. What, what do you call them in Canada? Rain gutters are called? Oh, uh, Eaves troughs. Eaves troughs. So maybe they're picking up some some matter in the eaves troughs or less desirable elements. Are there ways that rain gardens can, like, help with actual pollutants in the yeah. water?
1: Yeah, there there are, um, uh, and it's mainly through, or at least partly through the the soil, um, the. Soil contains um, a lot of different uh, microorganisms and, and fungi, and as water percolates through, um, there are opportunities for uh, those miniature living creatures to um, interact with and absorb and process whatever is in the water, um, dissolved or or sedimentation. Um, so. Awesome. Uh, a lot of contaminants uh, that are uh, nitrogens and phosphorus uh, from pet waste say, which would overwhelm um, uh, a bay or a body of water in you know large volumes um, can be processed uh, quite healthfully on the on a small rain garden scale um, and there's also some evidence of certain types of hydrocarbons. Um, also being uh broken down in the soil and through uh uptake by plant tissue awesome
0: uh well it sounds like there's a bounty of cross benefits or win 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 wins for, for rain gardens so obviously we'd love to see more of these proliferate uh, throughout our continent, our shared North America um, yeah. and they are obviously happening elsewhere in the world um, what uh what like advice or recommendation could you give to someone just listening at home who 's maybe never had a rain garden or who doesn 't know anything about them beyond what we 've just taught them today
1: um, well um make sure you have proper permits call before you dig. Um, and, uh, I guess one other piece that I, I hadn't yet added about rain gardens, um, is that some water, uh, moves, uh, out from the the rain garden into the surrounding, uh, soil. Um, so if the soil is really dense, um, Uh, a fine clay you're not going to get much movement Um, so uh, before anyone uh, installs a rain garden there needs to be some testing and a broad sense of how quickly uh, or not water will be able to infiltrate into the sort of native soils Um, otherwise a rain garden might not be the the best um, uh, sort of practice on its own or there, there should be a, a perforated pipe which can collect the filtered water at the bottom, and then send that into a, a storm drainage system or onto uh, the next uh, measure further down the downstream.
0: Gotcha. Uh, I did not know that. That's uh, so. You kind of want to do like a soil testing evaluation beforehand,
1: mm-hmm. uh, right? So there, you know, there are some places uh, that might not uh be as conducive to having a a rain garden depending on how much water you're expecting or uh trying to move through it
0: awesome uh well i don't know if you heard but we we just had a fly by flying um we've got a, a fly coming through here just showing uh how diverse the ecosystem can be here indoors in san francisco um Probably the fly is here to give me the hook. Um, are there any last remarks you'd like to make? Any anything le- left before we we sign off here?
1: Sure. Um, even if um, you can't install a, a rain garden, um, maybe you can install uh, uh, some plants on on a balcony or try to take care of that um, tree on your on your street. Uh, see that it has enough water. Um, trees uh, are wonderful uh, organisms worthy of our biophilia and uh, they can produce a lot of the same uh, benefits that uh, a rain garden can.
0: Right, a tree in some ways is kind of like a giant stormwater sequester where its entire canopy can reach out you know much broader than Simply the trunk or where the roots hit and right. gather and redirect a lot of raindrops through its leaves onto its branches to trickle down its trunk and then its roots often you know are are there to help absorb that water and bring it down into the soil um, especially through like a mulch or a tree litter underneath it with all of the leaves that are decomposing yeah Yeah. more trees um trees are the answer as my hometown uh pasadena likes to say (laughs) so great uh well for yet another episode of green thumbprint this is keith thanking all of you for listening and thanking zach youngerman for joining me today thank you zach thanks keith this has been great